We are so, so excited that you finally get to hear this episode. We have a conversation with Jeff Foxworthy. Um, He is a neighbor of ours right here in Atlanta, and he is one of the nicest, most down-to-earth people probably of all time. Um, I like to call him an honorary upsider because his attitude is just amazing. And he's really impacted my Jeff in a big way. I truly believe that he changed the direction of my life to the point where I don't know if this podcast would exist if it wasn't because of some time that he and I spent together. And I'll tell that story here in just a second. I completely think that he did. I have someone like that in my life where had they not said like two sentences to me, my life would have been completely different. And he definitely did that for you. Um, So Jeff, the reason Jeff Foxworthy, the reason (laughs) too many Jeffs, Jeffs. Um, he has a new show coming out on A&E and it's called What's It Worth? It comes out on August 4th at 9 p.m. Eastern and it's going to be awesome to watch because what he's doing is he's going around the country finding people with tons of like what I'll say, quote unquote, junk um, and telling people what it's worth. So he actually tells us in this interview, like spoiler, spoiler alert, but not really some, they find something in somebody's house that's worth like $500,000. The show is called what's it worth. It premieres with two back-to-back episodes on Tuesday, August 4th at 9 PM Eastern on a and E. The Upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If we were starting this like a regular episode, I would say my name is Jeff Dollar, and today I'm grateful for Jeff Foxworthy. And I would say my name is Callie Dollar, and I'm grateful that we had such an easy conversation with Jeff Foxworthy. The reason I am so grateful for Jeff Foxworthy is because I feel like a few years ago, he changed the direction of my life. Oh, he completely did. We were backstage at an event. He was receiving an award. I was presenting an award and our paths crossed and we talked to each other for just a couple minutes and then we got pulled in two separate directions. And as we were going in our separate directions, he said to me, Hey, I just want to let you know, I think you're, you're very funny on the radio. And then I responded with you're funny too. Like, and then we, then like, then like we just, there was a crowd between us. People were were pulling you apart, literally. So Jeff Foxworthy says, you're really funny. And then I respond with, you are too. Like, I didn't say thank you. I didn't say, oh my gosh. Like, you know what I mean? Like Jeff Foxworthy telling you, you're funny. You stumble, you fumbled. Is like Elton John saying, hey, you're pretty good at the piano. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I felt so. Dumb dumb that over the next 48 hours, I tracked down somebody who knew Jeff Foxworthy personally. I begged for his phone number and I shot him a text message and I said, Hey, this is Jeff Dollar. Here's the compliment you gave me. And I didn't say thank you, but I want to let you know that made my whole night. Like Mm -hmm. that was the greatest compliment. Thank you so much. That one sentence made my whole night. He wrote back right away and said, oh, of course, 
let's have lunch soon. I remember that day and you're like, am I making this up? <laughs> like, am I hallucinating? Right. Did Jeff Foxworthy just say, let's have lunch? We go to lunch and the conversation got pretty intense just about making a living in the entertainment industry. And about um, creative outlets. I was frustrated because at the time I was probably 10 years into being a co-host on a radio show. And I always felt like that job, that career was something that I was just doing until I got a real job. Like I would make prank phone calls and have conversations with, with, you know, scandalous people and, and help them solve their life problems and talk about entertainment news and pop culture. It didn't seem real or tangible mm -hmm. to me. And during that conversation, Jeff Foxworthy not only convinced me that that is a very real and tangible career, mm -hmm. but he also convinced me of the importance of it, the importance of making people laugh, of entertaining people, the importance of being a distraction to the stress of everyday life. Mm -hmm. And we talked for a long time about that. And when I got up oh, and, and left that lunch, I comp felt completely different about my place in the world. Mm -hmm. Like in the course of one lunch, two cheeseburgers and a couple of Cokes. He convinced me that what I was doing not only was important, but if I did it right, would become more important. Yeah. And I, it totally changed my outlook. It crushed a lot of the imposter syndrome that I was feeling mm -hmm. and it validated my desire to want to do more. So shortly after that, I started doing stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm. I started thinking of other ways to be creative, whether it's on social media or writing or whatever. Um, it, it, I'm certain gave me the confidence to eventually leave that show and start my own. Mm -hmm. And then when, when I left that second show, it put me in a position like all those things were like stone stacking on top of each other. It put me in this position where not only do I feel like I could do this podcast successfully, but that this is an important thing to do for the world. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. it, it matters. Yes. And so that right there was my life changing Jeff Foxworthy experience over cheeseburgers at Ted's Montana grill <laughs> over cheeseburgers at Ted's <laughs> Montana grill. And he bought, by the way, in case you're wondering, oh, I, off guy. I offered, but, but he bought, he paid for that date. So, uh, anyways, I think, um, that backstory is just important because, uh, if you are a person who is struggling with what your role is in, mm -hmm. in life, just remember that no matter what you do, it's serving a purpose and to someone that purpose is important. Yes. So anyways. Great lesson. Uh, without further ado, here is our conversation with Jeff Foxworthy. Hello. Jeff. Yes. Jeff Foxworthy. How are you? Good. How are you? Say hi to Callie. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Callie. How are you? Good. How about you? Uh, I'm doing great. Nobody's called on yet. Hadn't had to get a job. Everything's good. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
So how are you guys doing this this day? Just out of the house or? Yeah, we we actually have a studio right in the house. It's in our living room. So we're sitting on a comfortable couch while we talk to you. And I mean, this whole podcasting thing, just for that reason, has been such a blessing. You know, um, right. when I left Star, it was in my contract that I shouldn't be able to do this. But we had the idea and I just threw it out there and they actually responded with, yeah, we don't care about podcasting. Go for it. Wow. I'll tell you what, it's been going very well for us. I, I was shocked that they let you do that. Our lawyer was shocked. She was like, yeah, they probably won't let you do this, but let's, you know, give it a go. But um, they literally were like, yeah, oh, that's cute. We don't care. And the lawyer could not have had that written on a piece of paper and have Jeff sign it faster and was like, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll take it. And and you know what? um, It was uh, obviously nerve wracking in the beginning, but now that it's it's happening and it's successful and everything, it's the greatest thing, number one. And number two, I for the first time in my adult life, I don't have to get up at 4 a.m. How is, see, this is the first time in 36 years that I've been home two weeks in a row. Right. And it's and, just, and, I, and, I, and I'm like, oh, this is how regular people live. <laughs> this is what it feels like to be normal. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I find myself just looking around at like 830 in the morning, uh, you know, after I let my dogs out in the backyard or something, I'm like, this is really enjoyable. There's a yeah. lot. There's a lot to enjoy about just being at home in the morning. No wonder the majority of the population doesn't do morning radio. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so congratulations on uh, the new show. I'm going to get the awkward out of the way right off the top and tell you that my dad is probably going to hate it. Because it's the same network that took live PD. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Every treasure that he has in the attic or the basement, he is convinced is worth thousands. Right. And so he'll march in to antique stores or resale shops or he'll take 20 pictures and email them to a collector on the other side of the country. And they respond with, yeah, it's probably not worth the postage it would take for you to get it over here to me. So... Not interested. Yeah. And he's devastated every time. So defeated. He may love this because, like, we've had people that had something in a drawer for 30 years. I won't tell you what the item is, but it was worth half a million dollars. <gasps> oh, my gosh. No way. So as soon as Pop sees that, you're, you're never going to hear the end of it. So, Are you the guy that has so much stuff in your attic that – you would be a good contestant on your own show. I would be a good contestant on my own show because like we just, during the course of filming the show, we were moving. And because our kids are now grown, we downsized to a place, a third the size of our old house. And so we literally had to get rid of two thirds of our stuff. And my wife was doing really good with it. And I wasn't, and she was like coming to look and, She's opening boxes going, these are your Little League trophies. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yes, but we this was first place with the Cubs, you know. And 
And there's uh, there there's value in that. Maybe not dollar sign value, but <laughs> but there's value in your heart. Yes, and I said that on the show. I said there's two values: what it's worth to somebody else and what it's worth to you. And uh, so I had to learn to part with things. But the fun thing was, I found a bunch of stuff that I like. I used to take baseballs with me every time I hosted an award show if I w- or if I was on the Tonight Show or if I was doing so, I would take baseballs and I would just get random people to fi- to sign baseballs. And so, like, I have baseball signed by Johnny Carson. Oh, my gosh. Milton Berle, Red Skelton, Richard Pryor, um, Brad Pitt, five presidents. I just had, you know, Muhammad Ali, and I've got them all on base. And so when people come to look at them, they just expect it to be baseball players, you know, and they're like, Garth Brooks, what the hell? You know? <laughs> and then you didn't know he played baseball? Right. What's wrong with you? Yeah, right. I had a radio friend who uh, came home, one, you know, after he was out of town a weekend or whatever. And he came back. He asked his wife how the garage sale went. She said, oh, it went great. It was so terrific. Uh, it got rid of so much stuff. Take a look in this closet. He looks in the closet. He says, where are those basketballs that were down there? She goes, oh, I got, you know, 25 bucks for all four of them. He said each one of those was signed by Michael Jordan. No, no, no. Yep. It was some radio dude. Oh my God. Probably got him signed for a promotion. And she sold them for like, you know, what, $6 each, six and a quarter each. And and not so now he's got a horrible story, but somewhere some guy has the greatest story. I went to a yard sale, and this I bought all four of these for twenty five bucks. Uh, <laughs> or the other thing that could have happened is that person didn't realize they were signed by Michael Jordan, or saw the signature and thought, "Well, these aren't going to be." She sold them to me for six bucks each. They're it's not Michael Jordan's signature. I'm just going to play with them. And so, so yeah, so there's. So, so there's some eighth grader dribbling the Jordan ball. Out. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> exactly. How is empty nester life since the move? Um, it, it's really a good season of life because we moved like more towards town. And so each child is 10 minutes away. Um, and I'm kind of like empty nest. I miss, I miss doing stand up, but other than that, life is wonderful. Were there Uh, any tears with the empty nester thing or were you guys like toasting each other as fast as you could? Yeah. Uh, More the latter. probably. (laughs) uh, uh, Like it's like a friend of mine said, she said, when my kids were young, I used to look at my husband and go, how are we going to survive when they leave? And she said they were just all home for Christmas. And I told my husband, do you know the prettiest lights at Christmas time are their taillights leaving our driveway? <laughs> so, you know, there's a reason that teenagers act the way they do. And I think that's so you can part with them. To set, uh, to set you up, to get you ready for the exit? Yeah, for you to go, you know what, I'll be, I'll, I'll be okay if you leave. So, uh, no, but but I love them to death. We get along great. But, you know, I have all girls and you can only have one lioness that's the head lioness in a tribe. Right. Callie and I were expecting our first in November. And uh, and it's a girl. She's a girl. I don't know how to properly say it. It's the thing will be female. <laughs> and <Right. laughs> what advice 
What girl dad advice can you share with me as someone who's gone through it not once but twice? You are going to be wrapped around somebody's finger because both of my girls learned that very early where they would like come crawl up in my lap and go, dad, mom's being mean. And, and, I, was, and I was like, you come here, that old witch. What, what is that witch doing here? So they learn, they learn how to manipulate you very, very quickly. Uh, there's going to be times that you're not going to understand it at all. There's a lot of tears, a lot of drama, but I think any guy can be a dad, uh, can be a dad to a boy. It takes a special guy to be a girl's dad. So, and you'll be great at it. Everybody says that. And I am, am so confused by that because I don't know what to do with them. Like, I don't know. I don't know how ribbons stick to the head. I don't even know that part. But Jeff, you don't have to. It, it's like I could I could bathe kids. I could change diapers. I could get them dressed. I could feed them. I could never do hair. And so like when they were little, if I took them to school and the teachers looked at their hair, they go, your wife's out of town, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just looked like some war orphan had stumbled in out of the, you know. Uh, you don't have to know how to do it all. You just have to listen, which you, which you're a good listener. And, uh, because they, it's like I've learned over COVID. My wife has half a billion gigabytes of information and I have two gigabytes of storage. <laughs> so there's, there's going to be a little spillage along the way. <laughs> right. What's the most important thing that your girls have taught you? About life. Hmm. Do you know, Callie, nobody's ever asked me that question. Oh, nice. That is nice. It's it's nice to be hit with a question you've never been asked. Um, you know what? It just it made me they were so precious to me and they were totally different. You know, one's an extrovert, one's an introvert, one likes this, one likes that. But it's like for me. It made me even a better husband because I wanted to treat my wife in such a way that as they grew up watching it, that it was going to be hard for anybody to date them, meaning what they would expect out of a guy to do. I think uh, I, t I told Jeff when he was confused about why people were saying he was going to be such a girl dad. And I said, I think people say that because you are such a wonderful husband to me and the yeah. standard for what our daughter is going to go into the world knowing she deserves is going to be so high and not everyone can pull that off. Yeah. And I mean, you want that standard to be, you know, that you deserve the way I treat your mother. And so he, he will be great at that. So you're ba what you're saying is you were intimidating the boyfriends when they were toddlers. You were <laughs> setting. Absolutely. Perfect. <laughs> and, and, and I will tell you it worked because like I was telling my wife the other night, the thing I love about Jules's husband is that he loves her the way I love you. Aww. Oh, that's the best compliment. We are big fans of Jules, by the way. No, everybody's a big fan. She's of just yeah, the sweetest so. human being. Were you guys, was your family a creative punishment family or were you a traditional punishment family? Yeah, well, we, we had to be creative because they were so different because, and, and Jewel said that one time, she goes, you don't punish me the same way as Jordan. Well, if I told Jordan to go up to her room and don't come out, 
she would be happy as a clam. She'd be up there reading three <laughs> books. And so there was nothing punishing about that. But, you know, if you told Jules she had to go in her room for two hours, that was Alcatraz. Uh, and so, you know, yeah, you, you have to be creative. But because, you know, what's punishment to one person is kind of cool to another. So so punishment for one daughter is, you know what, go play with the neighbors. <laughs> yeah, I, th- th- yeah, to punish Jordan, I would have said, you've got to go to the high school football game on Friday night. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jeff during this quarantine stuff. Like Jeff, everybody's like, this is the worst and I hate being inside and I, I'm going stir crazy. And Jeff is super introverted and like, what are you guys talking about? This is great. I, I, you know, Jeff, I just because I'd never been two weeks without being on an airplane, two weeks waking up in the same. And so for the first nine weeks, we were at the farm. And at the end of it, I looked at my wife. I said, this has been the best two months of my life. We would go for walks every night, get to have dinner with her every night. You know, it was just awesome. And she still and she feels the same way about you. She liked you. And it, <laughs> that was enjoyable for her as well. No, she's downtown at a bar with strange men right now. uh. Let's take a quick break right here to say thank you so much to the advertising partners who support this show and allow us to bring conversations with people like Jeff Foxworthy right to you. I think we're all at a point where we're trying to simplify our lives and make it easier. And I can guess probably if you're like me, the very last thing on your mind right now is walking into a drugstore or a health and wellness place looking for the vitamins that you should have been taking probably five years ago, but you've been putting it off. I don't think that's at the top of your list, but care of is making it so easy. So it is not a hassle and you can get the vitamins you need personalized just just for you without ever leaving the comfort of your home. How easy is this? You go online to takecareof.com slash upside 25, and you're going to take a little quiz about what your goals are, what you're trying to accomplish, your lifestyle, stuff like that. They're going to personalize vitamin packs just for you, daily packs, and send it right to your house. So no heavy lifting on your part. Let the experts do the hard work for you. For 25% off of each of your first three months of of care of go to takecareof.com slash upside 25 and then enter the code upside 25. Again, that's 25% off each of your first three months. Go to takecareof.com slash upside 25 and then enter the code upside 25. I found that having a routine helps organize this chaos that we're living through. Part of my routine is making my bed as soon as I get up every single morning. When you make your bed first thing in the morning, it's going to start you on a chain of daily successes, right? So make your bed as soon as you get up and give a little extra rub on your sheets. Are they as soft as they could be? Are they as comfortable as they could be? Mine are. I have Brook linen sheets on my bed. They are the internet's favorite sheets. They are the very first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They were founded in 2014, and they've got over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. Plus, they don't just sell sheets. They've got duvet and pillowcases and all that stuff, everything that you need. It's like slipping into uh, the most comfortable nest that you could possibly get into when you climb into bed at night. They're the perfect place to start making your mornings great, and they're so confident their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. To get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use the promo code UPSIDE at brooklinen.com. 
B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Brooke Lennon, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. It is the middle of the summer, which means you still have a little more time of entertaining your kids. And if you're looking for a way to do that, Kiwi Co. can help you. Now, my best friend ordered the Panda Crate from them. It's meant for ages zero to two, and they ship you this box of age-appropriate kind of projects. I mean, not so much projects for the little ones, but things they can do that will stimulate their mind and keep them entertained. She loves it. She told me to go ahead and order it for the baby because that's how much her baby loves KiwiCo. We also have kids um, eight to 10 that have loved it, but the ages of the crates go all the way up to age 14. So there's something for everybody and the whole family can do a project together. Your kids can do it on their own. It's a really good project for summer. KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid at KiwiCo. Get 30% off your first month on select crates at KiwiCo.com slash upside. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash upside. The reason we're talking to Jeff Foxworthy is because he has a new show coming out. It's called What It's Worth. It's on A&E, which, by the way, is a great network. And it premieres Tuesday, August 4th at 9 p.m. Eastern. So be sure to check it out. What does the future of stand-up even look like right now? Do you have any idea? No, I don't. You know, and it's and, and I'm sure you deal with a lot of this. Is It's funny, even my comedian friends that I talk to, they're all scared. Yeah. In the cancel culture, you know, you don't even have to have bad intent. And, you know, you say something somebody doesn't like and they try to eliminate you. And and I think that's part of the job of comedians is to kind of hold up society to people and for us to be truth tellers and to go, why is this this way? Why is this this way? And as a country, we've kind of lost our ability to laugh at ourselves. Because the truth is, we're all screwed up. We all make mistakes. And, you know, we live in an age where everybody wants grace. They just don't want to give it to anybody else. You know, one mistake and you're out forever. And it's a a litmus test nobody can pass. That is so true. And and the scariest part about that is it doesn't even have to be a current mistake. It could be something from your senior year of high school that come, yeah. that circles back around and you're like, I'm, I, I'm not that person anymore. And I was an idiot when I was that person. And it, and it's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And again, no grace with each other. So, you know, to me, laughter and music are the two things that keep the boiler from exploding. And we have to get back to quit screaming at each other, to quit arguing with people you don't know. Right. That's just insane. Um, and, and to realize it, because we live in a world that screams for tolerance and diversity. But the minute that somebody doesn't think, act, or vote like them, they want to cancel them out, which is neither tolerant or diverse. And if everybody agrees with you, you never learn anything. That's I love conversation. I I love people that I don't agree with them on a lot of things. I don't think how boring would it be if we all thought and acted and looked and voted alike? It's right. just crazy. Now more than ever, I think the world needs laughter. And like you said, 
good music and and live music and that energy that comes with it and live comedy and and it's it's not even possible so it it almost is creating a, a you know cyclone effect yeah it's almost like the little black hole sucking in on itself right um you know i mean every every human being is going through a struggle of some kind and so I'm just kind of like, man, have grace with people. You don't know what they're dealing with. You know, I mean, it's like during this time, both my wife and I have mothers in their 80s with bad health conditions who we're not even able to hug them. We're not, you know, you can take them groceries and you got to leave them on the porch. It's, right. It's, you know, and nobody else would know that and they don't need to know that. But it's like, you know, crap, everybody's going through a struggle. Be kind to each other. And I miss that. Um, I really do. Well, hopefully, you know, everything happens in, in like a cycle and hopefully we'll get through this and be back on the other side of it soon. Very soon. I think, you know, I think so. And I think if you look at history, the pendulum, it, it always swings too far one way or the other. Right. Um, and so maybe that's where we're at is the far arc and it will come back into a place. Um, where we can settle and 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 be decent to each other, you know. Put put civil back in civilization. Be, let's stop this. It's crazy. Well, thank you for uh, the time. Good luck with the show. We can't wait to watch it and then text Jeff's dad <laughs> in the middle of it <laughs> and say, "Dad, where's oh, your where's yeah, your half make, a million dollar trinket?" <laughs> I was going to say, make sure he watches the episode with a half a million dollar item on it. So, uh, but see, here's what I want to do: I want to continue this conversation. And obviously, today, you know, it's like a press day, and I got a lot of things to do. But let's do, can we do this again soon? Yeah, absolutely. We would love it. Yes. Love it, love it. Okay. And you know what? Now that you're closer to town, we can go to like a restaurant and we'll just string microphones 10 feet apart across the room <laughs> and, we'll just, and we'll just sit there and wave at each other and do it like that. Sure. Why not? I'm, I'm game for it. So, uh, Jeff, is your cell still the same? Yeah, it is. The same phone number. Yeah. So let's, let's do this again when I get through all this publicity for this thing okay perfect we'll do it and i'm and i'm so happy for you guys not only that it's successful but you're doing you know it, it's got to be freeing to talk about the stuff you want to talk about oh so, you, have, you have no idea and it's so great not to have to play the the corporate like ratings games and everything it's just it's great it's the best thing that's ever happened to me I, I'm thrilled for y'all. That's awesome. Well, second very, best very thing that, that the cheeseburgers at Ted's Montana Grill with you, that was number one. <laughs> then. Ah, <laughs> no. Good for you. Thank That's you. That's so awesome. All yes, right. congratulations, too. All right, y'all. Take Have care. a good day. Talk soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Oh, my gosh. Why is he Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. 